Hi, everyone. I'm so excited because today we have family in the house. This bitch, we have my twisted sister in this world, Hopper. Welcome. Hey, what's up, bitches? I am so happy to be here. Welcome for having me. And (laughs) you go ahead. Sorry. If we could start off with some intros, you want to give us your name, age, pronouns, your race, and sexuality. And right now, where are you? Okay, good questions. Hi, everybody. My name is Hopper. I am 25 years old. Um, My pronouns are they, them. I am a bisexual, non binary white person. Um, yeah. And where are you right now? Or right now I am am in any kind of sense. Okay. Right now I am in my cozy little colorful bedroom and I am trying to finish my art education degree. Mm -hmm. Um, we could do a whole other app on education and queerness because I also have a lot of thoughts and feelings about that, especially right now. Um, and, and right now I am trying to catch a lot of dicks as well. That is where I am in this moment. Yes. All (laughs) empire state of mind. (laughs) I love that. Jesus Christ. So Hobbs, you want to get into intros or skip it this round? We can skip it. Okay. So today we are talking about sex toys because I knew as soon as this topic came up in the queue of things Hobbs and I want to talk about, I said, I know the bitch for this. (laughs) It's me. I will throw out a disclaimer. I am, I I am not an expert. I am not a sexpert, but I would like to achieve that status one day I suppose I would describe myself as a as a sex toy hobbyist and Mm, enthusiast (laughs) right so what's the what makes you a sexpert who would you consider the sexperts that you look up to oh that's a really good question um obviously I know that you know this person already but we love Thongria Mm -hmm. at Thongria on Instagram she is a really wonderful um, like sex educator, sex influencer, and, uh, I am not sponsored, but I'm going to give a shout out to her sex toy shop. It is called spectrum boutique. (laughs) And she pays a lot of attention to, um, she has a lot of educational content. She wrote a book about like sex ed stuff. I think it's actually called the sex education you didn't get in school. Um, and but she's also like really she's fucking fun and she's like playful about it and like she's like goofy and sexy at the same time which is like my favorite thing so I guess like I don't know so I guess it comes down to like there are totally academics in the field of sex but also um just years in the biz you know yeah that makes sense sense. (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
I remember when Hopper and I lived together and we lived in a house of a bunch of queers and there was this running joke that every single day the the like FedEx guy would roll up to our house with another Spectrum Boutique box <laughs> because we were all ordering from Spectrum like through the entire beginning quarantine. Oh yeah, it's still my go-to shop to buy from. Yeah. What makes it better than I feel like my experience with sex toys and like where they come from and all I really have is what taboo down the stream for Scylla's and like Google. So what makes Spectrum so good? I specifically like Spectrum because uh, first of all, I will say not all sex toys are created equal. Mm. Um, Justin's her, especially the materials that are used. Like I love taboo. I love going there in person and walking around and browsing. I find that in itself to be a really like hot experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, if you go into a store like that, the lower end stuff is like not body safe. So what that means is that the material is like a plastic or a rubber that is porous. So that means that on like the micro level, bacteria can linger inside the material um yeah which is not ideal you can still use those toys of course but for maximum like safety and hygiene you should put a condom on it and condoms are kind of expensive so if you don't want to put a condom on your dildo every time you use it I would opt for a platinum cured silicone which is very body safe really nice like smooth silky texture um and all and not that much more expensive honestly so i like spectrum boutique because they only carry the super body safe level quality of toys so that's really great um it's a small business which i love and also the language that that specific shop uses and there there's another shop as well called knox shop um which is very similar And they just, they do their best. Like if you go on Adam and Eve, there's a lot of gendered language surrounding different types of sex toys. Like these sex toys are for him and these sex toys are for her Mm -hmm. where it's like, realistically, that's like not a thing because like, yeah, you can put a dildo in any orifice. You can put a vibrator on literally any part of your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like making those divisions doesn't matter. So I just, I appreciate the dedication to high quality. Um, I love the owners that they're small businesses and I appreciate that they use inclusive language. So mm, bless. yes. Let's get a sponsorship up in here. Come on. <laughs> at Spectrum at Knox Shop. Let's do Cox it. and Spectrum. Those I love that. So we have all prepared, all three of us have prepared our sex toy stories. Um, woo, woo. I think I'll go first because honestly, I think my story will transition well into Hopper's uh, story, even though I don't know what your story is. I just, we're connected in our sex toys, which I'll get to in the story. (laughs) So, (laughs) well, Hopper and I have been best friends for like seven or eight years now. And Mm -hmm. Hopper has definitely helped me in my sex toy journey in so many ways, I used to be very like, 
kind of timid and just very vanilla in my sex mindset. Mm-hmm. And now I'm fucking nasty, just like this bitch, which I love. <laughs> so I remember the first dildo that I ever bought. It was like right before the pandemic. And I just went online and like ordered some dildo. I think it probably was from Spectrum. I feel like I consulted with you about which one to buy. And the reason that I was buying this dildo is because I had just acquired a strap from Hopper. because Hopper had this strap that like you weren't using it anymore so yeah it didn't fit me anymore I got fat yeah I remember you like wait yeah I was like over at your house one time and you were like I have this strap I think it would look really good on you and I'm not using it let's go try it on and I was like oh my god what I was like this is scandalous And so, Wait, paint us a word, paint us a word picture, Lens. What does the strap look like? What's the materials? Okay. It's a white leather strap with silver rings throughout it. Oh. Yeah. Hardware. That's, I've never seen a strap with pizzazz like that. It's hot. Only, yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, well, now I need a dildo for this strap. And I had just started dating this new person. And I was like, this will be fun. Like, let's try it out. And so then I buy this dildo, right? And oh my God, it was so big. It was so big. And like this person that I had just started dating, like this was probably our third date or something like that and this was during my hoe phase Mm -hmm. so I was staying in this like bachelor pad of my dad's old apartment and I was like feeling myself with this strap or whatever but then like literally like she came over and like I feel like we were having sex on the kitchen floor which I was like Mm -hmm. this is perfect like quintessential strap opportunity But then like the dildo was just so big. I feel like we just spent so much time just like, and then like we got, we got the lube involved and everything like that, but it was just too big. It was just too big. And it was too big for both of us. Like we both tried it and we were just like, this is not it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but we still had a lot of fun with it, but it was just like, what is this? Like our third date. And I'm just like bringing in this ginormous fucking dildo or what I perceived as a ginormous dildo right but then you want a visual it's right here yeah yeah show us no you okay well the rest of your story yeah so the rest of the story goes like this I call Hopper of course (laughs) after this and I'm like what the fuck dude like this is so big like we couldn't use it like and Hopper's like, well, let me see it. And I show it to them and they're like, oh, that's the perfect size for me. Like, can I have it? Boom. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you can have it. So now I have a strap that's a hand-me-down from Hopper and Hopper has a dildo that's a hand-me-down from me. (laughs) I love that for y'all. Bestie shit. Yeah. And so do you use it? Yes, but it is, it is on, it is on the bigger side. It's, I would say like 
I can't take that much length for the viewers at home, auditory medium. Um, it's like eight, eight inches. I can take like seven and the girth is fine. I can take a lot of girth. What probably is that one circumference? I don't, I, we go like in the sex fingers? toy biz at least. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hobbs, like your unit of measurement. <laughs> That's so gay is the number of fingers. No, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that looks like about a 1.8 inch diameter <laughs> girth right there. Oh my gosh. Um, but my two favorite dildos have more of a curve actually. So mm. I don't use it that often because it's very straight. Mm. Um, the, it's for me, like the curve is very important. The curve, mm. you mean in the overall shape? Can you? Yeah, hold on. Yeah. (laughs) I need another visual example, please. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to have to step away from the audio for a second. Okay. Because it fell on the ground. (laughs) I love a good show and tell. I know. We're going to need to do like an Instagram story of just Hopper's dildos for the. Absolutely. I think the, yeah, one of the photos should definitely be the dildo in question for sure. Yeah. All right, I have it. This okay. This one is one of my. Uh, ulti- you see the see that you oh, see the difference in shape. Yeah. This is one of my ultimate favorites because of that okay. that curve. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this one's much straighter. That yeah. makes sense. So like a banana versus like a carrot. Yes. No, but the <laughs> carrot shape I realized is what me and my partner at the time actually needed. We needed ah. like that soft entry. Mm. where it's like it's a unicorn shape so i my next one i got a unicorn shaped like rainbow one which was like so gay and it worked great we used it for i mean i used it for multiple years Mm -hmm. and then i accidentally destroyed it because (laughs) i was cleaning it and i was boiling it in water and then i left the room to go take a shower because i forgot about it and i came back and it was like melted into the pot and really fucked up dildo soup i'll be getting another one though Mm -hmm. as you should i will also say pro tip sex toy tip for all the viewers at home um if your dildo is made of platinum cured silicone um you can boil it to sanitize it, but it only needs five minutes, only mm. needs five minutes um, to avoid dildo tragedies. Remember whenever we would like walk into the kitchen, and you would come up to me and be like, oh, are you cooking something? No, it's just a pot full of dildos that happened to all of us. I feel like that happened yeah. in our house at least once a week. It was just like a rainbow pot of dildos. Oh, I have a, I, the, one of the only TikToks I ever made and actually put on the TikTok app was me putting all of my dildos into a pot of boiling water. Mm. Excellent content. Can you please send us that? (laughs) Yes, I will. And also, no, y'all can find the links for all the sex toys we're talking about. Yeah, I'll yeah, find yeah. the links for my specific ones that I showed you. Right. Please. All right. So my story is very entry-level sex toy exploration. We need some advanced content in the house. So Hopper, can you please share with us your sex toy story? Okay. 
I okay. I have I have a similar entry level experience when I when I was a when I was a a pegging virgin. I hadn't pegged yet, mm. so I'll share. It's I'll share my experience because I still think it's very funny. This was the first time I tried to peg someone, and uh. We had been together for like a long time, like a year and a half, like almost two years. And they're a little bottom bitch. And once I like started thinking about pegging, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And so I, but, and so I went to my partner and I pulled up multiple dildo options in a range of sizes and shapes in different tabs on the computer. And I was like, okay, babe, look through these pay attention to the measurements at the bottom the specs and pick which one you want so considerate (laughs) that's that's how I roll you know because I was like this is for a specific purpose like I want this to be excellent and uh they picked the biggest one and the name of that dildo which I showed you the pink one it's this one I adore it it's my OG favorite. It's called The Boss by Fun Factory. <laughs> and yes. I and they hadn't been pegged before. And I was like, are you sure you want the boss? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I love a fucking down bitch. Like, let's go. Add to cart. <laughs> wow. And so like as the dildo arrived, I was really nervous to use it because, you know, Broad City pegging for the first time. It's like a fucking moment. It's like, right. Yeah. And now I'm like a Pegasus um, <laughs> all the time. But this is when a I was. Pegasus. <laughs> uh, yeah. So finally, like one day they were like, oh, do you want to peg me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and let's just say they weren't fucking ready oh. went in a little too fast uh and they were like <laughs> they were like I don't even remember the sound that they made the sound that they made was like uh, <laughs> wow uh, hold on are you there you're a little freezy yeah yeah okay great um and I was like oh god I'm so sorry and they were just like in the fetal position on the bed just like oh my god that's scary yeah yeah and so I was totally freaked out by that experience and I was like oh my god I can never do this again um but then I redeemed we we both redeemed ourselves because actually me and that person we broke up and then that was a whole messy ass situation. Lynn's nose, Hobbs nose. They knew me at the time. It was a whole thing. Um, but we broke up. I'm on very good terms with that person now. But we randomly hooked up again like six months after we broke up. And I will say they took the boss like a champ. We worked what? up to it. Wow. Yeah. So they what's the key? What's the secret? Like you said, you worked up to it. So... Yeah. Okay. It's a number of things. One lube right, Mm. is key. And again, 
there's different kinds of lubes for different situations. Um, this, uh, these, I didn't even put all of these on my bed to show you. That's just literally where they live in my room. They're just always right there. Um, so like, this is the first bottle of lube I ever bought. A little goes a long way. I still have it. It's almost gone, but, um, so there's water-based lube and there's silicone based lube water-based is the most similar to like your body's natural fluids but water-based dries out quicker so you gotta re-up more often mm -hmm. um and then silicone lasts a really long time and doesn't dry out but you cannot use silicone lube with silicone toys why? Because they'll like erode each other. And then oh. there's like a material interaction between the two different kinds of silicone. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also oil based lube, which I have not tried actually. Oh, I remember I Lindsay, you had, <laughs> you've tried oil based lube one time, right? The lube fairy. I don't know. Do you know what, what I'm talking about? The, the one fairy? that was like purple and it was like massage and play or whatever. Yeah. But you said that you used it and it was great. But then like you were fucking oily for days or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't remember. <laughs> I like those. I like the CBD oil ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried that, but I've been like, I get so many Instagram ads for like, there's all these like luxury boutique artisanal like right. tampons condoms lube like all that kind of thing um so I have been meaning to invest in like some of those and try them out um if you come across any that are cannabis those are hard to find no that I've seen them they exist they're well, right. I know but like that one site foria has this really 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 like legendarily good one but it's just really hard to find like they don't sell it online you have to like find it at some dispensary who may or may not have it because they're just like oh wow so but I keep hearing like the reviews are like superfluous just like everyone is like, it changed my life I'm having <laughs> the best sex ever like I'm just coming eight times I've never done that before and it's like <laughs> I, I only have the CBD one and I love it so much but like I'm like imagine the next level of this yeah for mm -hmm. sure okay That's you have to find some and report back yeah no um, during quarantine I was like I was on a search but oh wait I do have one more sex toy story so I gave you that was my similar yes. entry level this is my advanced yes sex toy experience um, on us so I was recently uh, seeing this man. We actually broke up yesterday. <laughs> uh, but I'm feeling great. I'm feeling Congrats. fresh. Congratulations. Like, thank you. I mm -hmm. like technically I broke up with him and I feel great about it. Anyways, um, I could talk, you know, I could talk for a long time about this man. Mm -hmm. um, but after a night out with this rich older man, I go back to his house and we're on his king size bed and we're messing around. Uh, and I think I asked him, I was like, can you finger me for a while? Cause I love, I love being fingered specifically. Um, it's a dying art. I just like the specific <laughs> 
dexterity of the hands like really does something specific anyways um so i was like oh can you finger me for a while and he was like hold on i have something better and i was like hmm, okay <laughs> and he goes to the closet and he pulls out a duffel bag and he takes the duffel bag he takes the duffel bag brings it over to the bed and drops it on the bed and the sound that it made when he dropped it was like it was like loud metal sounds like it sounded like like a toolbox and I was like what is going on and it was pretty dark in the room and I didn't have my glasses on and I don't wear contacts. So I was like blind as a bat and <laughs> he takes out of the duffel bag, his homemade fuck machine. Oh, <laughs> Bob's face. I wish y'all could see it right now. Oh. <laughs> homemade fuck machine. Yes. Yes. So let's just like, so, so for, before I explain what that is, what do you think that is? <laughs> Lindsay knows. Hobbs, I think I know what, what it is. That is. It's a contraption where you attach a dildo and it'll penetrate you for you essentially like via well, electronic. Yes. That's a very concise description. Um, but yeah, yes. Like, does it hold you too? Does it <laughs> whisper? No. Nothing's in your ear. <laughs> it's much more elaborate than that. I feel it's. He, this man's has had a has a whole setup for this. Okay, so the homemade fuck machine itself, <laughs> so it requires an extension cord and it has to be plugged into the wall. <laughs> um, and the motor of it is like, it's a reciprocating saw without the saw. So like a reciprocating saw. Yeah, it's this kind of emotion. Yeah, but. He just replaced the saw part with like a rod with a flat base. So you can just suction cup the dildo right on there. Um, and it has multiple speeds. And also the homemade fuck machine has a name. Who is she? It's his name is Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack. Um, so we pulled this thing out and he was like, just so you know, this is going to ruin you for real dick. You're about to be so fucking spoiled. Um, and don't try this at home, but he wasn't wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, explain that, though. Like, what? What? Yeah, what? Like, what's, what's so great that? about it? Yeah, like I don't even have, like, the question because I don't want to leave the connotation anywhere. I'm just like, explain that. Uh, it is well like i guess it depends on like everyone everyone likes to get fucked differently right uh -huh. some people like getting fucked hard some people like getting fucked slow or it depends on the day different strokes for different folks one could say uh -huh. <laughs> and um i i love like if i'm having sex with it i i can only have an orgasm with uh clitoral stimulation um but if i'm like actually with having sex with another human being i like tend not to focus on that mm -hmm. like um 
and I'll, I'll even tell like my partners, I'll be like, I'm probably not going to come, but I really don't want you to worry about that. Like it is about the journey, Mm. not the destination, (laughs) you know? Um, and so this, so Jack, the homemade fuck machine is very powerful. Like, cause there's, um, there's also a lot of like, there's obviously professional fuck machines on the market in like various formats. And now there's even like, there's like dildos that are thruster dildos. Um, I, I, I haven't gotten to try any of those. I would love to, obviously. Um, but like, so the fact that this, this fuck machine is plugged into the wall means that it is like, it has a lot of power going through it. Uh, the speed is variable so it's like um, it's just yeah it's just really intense it's really intense (laughs) whoa well Hobbs I feel like you and I have talked about this in the sense of like whenever you whenever you use a vibrator a lot Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. then it's like harder to just go back to like using hands yeah it's just yeah it's like yeah so there's like this balance that needs to happen almost or something Mm -hmm. I am at the point where I'm like I'm like I'm not gonna use my hands because it's gonna take too long it's not gonna be as intense and literally my hands will cramp up (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) got to practice that's all uh you're you're right you're right yeah do some hand exercises throughout the day <laughs> you know play a little little guitar you know i know you play the ukulele i know your hands are <laughs> like i don't know what you who are you trying to fool right now like <laughs> just like i don't know like i mean you're right i guess it's just like a personal preference Fair enough. thing but i also like you were saying i used i also used to be more shy about like sex toys in general especially using sex toys with like other people Mm -hmm. um and they have they have only made my sexual experiences better like except for you know the little snafus that we talked about but that's where that's totally normal shit like that happens to everyone absolutely Um, so right now you're in your like peak of accepting welcoming and just like thriving with all the sex toys I think eventually probably maybe you'll get to a place where you're like maybe I should maybe like the hands will be the sexy thing again you know what I mean like, <laughs> oh there's like this yeah flow where it's, it's like journey. yes exactly hmm. it's a journey yeah that is a very good point I <laughs> hooked up with someone the other night um it was it was the first time I'd I'd met this person before but it was the first time that I was fucking them and I like I was like you know what I'm gonna make this a great time so I even like I washed my sheets I made my bed uh which I don't do very fucking often so I was like you're getting the star treatment here um and like on the end of my bed I like laid out like lube condoms three or four dildos and my two favorite vibrators and this person was like, I didn't even have to ask them to start using the sex toys. They just like, 
went for it and offered and I was like yeah see it we love to see it I'm like I laid out this like like sex charcuterie board for you like we we should enjoy the spread like (laughs) yes that's so funny charcuterie board (laughs) got me fucked up and isn't this the person where you y'all sent each other like your bdsm quizzes yeah um yeah i i invited him over uh and like the first time we met up we like met up at a bar and honestly i like wasn't feeling him to the point that i left after 30 minutes um (laughs) this is this is really bad but then he like kept hitting me up like not in a creepy way just like hey I'm around. And then he sent me a really good dick pic. (laughs) And I literally told him, I was like, I don't want to encourage bad behavior here, but I am intrigued now. So you can come (laughs) over tonight. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, yeah. So then I invited him over and, uh, he, yeah, he was like, oh, can I send you a list of, like, my kinks that I'm into, the ones that I'm hesitant about, and then my hard nose. And so he sent me his list, and then I, like, marked it up on my phone. I color-coded things on the list with, like, red, which is, like, hard no, yellow, which is, like, not sure, but maybe, and then green, which is, like, stuff you're into. Mm. Uh, and that was just like a great like process because it's like it one it's sexy to talk about like yes. two you're covering your consent bases like early mm-hmm. and it like it can prevent like an awkward miscommunication in the moment mm-hmm. and also by comparing beforehand it's kind of like if you if you already know what someone's going to be into you can kind of like you can be, you can prepare your vibe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like last weekend I had two different hookups with two different people and they were like both incredible, but totally different sexual experiences. Cause my Friday night hookup, wow, I'm such a whore, but I'm like (laughs) living my best life. My Friday night hookup. I, I, I was daddy. I was daddy Dom. I was on my top shit. Like I pegged like (laughs) dirty talk out the wazoo like it was great and then my Sunday hookup I was the bottom bitch like and they were both so amazing very different but so good so good we love we love to communicate what we want (laughs) yeah amazing inherently sexy do you remember what that website is called I was looking for it and I forgot I think it's uh, bdsmtest.org. Okay. It's either bdsm.org or just bdsmtest.org. If you Google it, it's really popular. It'll be like the first thing um, that comes up. But I highly encourage the, the viewers to the listeners to take the test. And if you like, if you're about to fuck someone new, like, like give it a shot comparing your kink lists because it was a great experience I think more people should do that I like that it's like let's see if our sexual values align 
know, yeah. Yeah, right. And then it's like if you send each other your lists and then you realize you're into like totally different shit or like you're like you're both like daddy dom tops like only you can be like won't work and i'm glad we realized that before you came to my house (laughs) yes you know yes right critical wow so much to learn my sex toy story is like okay (laughs) i'm nervous to say because like okay i've i've been around straps i've been around dildos and all that but like i'm not really interested in that i feel like whatever (laughs) So the two things I want to bring up are both, they happened in public. So <laughs> I guess that's where my nervousness comes out. A little bit. That's incredible. Let's go. I can't wait. <laughs> um, so yeah, when I was woofing over in New Zealand, like one, one day they were like just giving us busy work and they're like, how about you just like go clean the driveway? I was like, okay. And like, then they bring out the power washer and I was like, I've never used one of these before. I don't know what the fuck this is. Like just shoots water. Like I was never allowed to touch this growing up. Like that was like, you know the dad job of the house or whatever so like I, I pick it up you know I'm like I'm loving it because it's reminding me of vacuuming when I love vacuuming making things disappear and I'm like getting into it then I realize like I do like the front part of the driveway <laughs> making making things disappear bitch <laughs> I'm gonna make this disappear inside of you oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything was chill and I just only had like some thoughts about it and then I go like towards like the back of the house and I'm like I want to put this in between my legs. Like I want it. Like <laughs> I want to have a moment with this, but I didn't because I found out. Like as I was in the back of the like driveway, their bedroom was right there with all glass windows and stuff. I didn't know where they were at in the house, and I'm like, "There's no way I'm gonna be able to hide the fact that I'm like wielding this fucking like power washer and like you know having all kinds of experiences with it." So I held off. I held off, but there was this other experience when I was at the sex museum in New York. Wait, and I pause. You- I, I need a comment on the power washer situation. What you <laughs> Don't do that. I'm really glad that you did not try that. Power- what? <laughs> you could like hurt yourself. True. It was very so powerful. Just, just be cautious. Like maybe, maybe start with a shower head first, babe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I we- just... Yeah. Power washers intense. We yeah, just it being near my leg injuries. was enough. Honestly, it was just the teasing <laughs> of it was a lot that day. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then the sex at, museum. Yeah, the sex museum in New York. I don't know if y'all have ever been. No. Um. So no. first impression, I'm thinking I have this idea in my mind. You walk into the building and they've got all kinds of sex toys everywhere, like pretty much a sex shop at the bottom of it, right? And then you go up this corridor, this dark corridor. And like the first thing I see, like walking into this room is a dog looking out someone in a nun costume. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like you've you've what? And that's the whole like first exhibit is like how the first like porn was ever created, like, I guess, in this part of the world, like whatever. And like there's just a lot of dogs looking pussy. And I'm just like, OK, I'm kind of like really not into this. And then every like wave of like okay it gets better and better as like the more you explore the museum but at the end is like the cherry on top because they've got this carnival theme in the basement and then you like take a photo with like um no no, no there's like a, a wanking station like a glory hole thing where it's all like games and stuff like carnival games but it's all sex games you can like put your name in and get a ticket that prints back out like who you're gonna marry but 
the piece de resistance <laughs> is they've got this fucking like buck riding like rodeo thing and it's a vibrator so you get on it and the person operating it gets to control how good it feels and so you're just riding it back and forth but oh wait my friend's here oh wait there's a strange man controlling this oh but it feels really good and you're going back and forth and it was like i like that was the night where i was like mad at myself not being like can i get on that again like (laughs) damn that was good that sounds amazing i want that fuck machine i'm also like totally like an exhibitionist and like a bit of a voyeur so like (laughs) in public strangers Mm. controlling it oh my god i'm so about that that's amazing i think that leads into my question for you like what are your favorite kinds of toys or like whatever like interactions with like sex that lead into like the public sphere because I realize like I'm really into the idea of like somebody else or if I was wearing underwear that could vibrate but someone else was like controlling it like I'd be into that shit but like what's your what's your take on that what's my take on like that specific kind of toy not that specific kind of toy but just in general like when you interact exhibitionism sex and toys just in general Oh, well also, so it's really tragic. I mentioned at the top of the show that I, I'm in grad school for art education. I'm trying to be a K through 12 teacher. And so like, I would love to have like a lot of public sex, honestly, but because I'm like really attached to this like career and education, I like, I really can't be risky about that shit. Um, Mm -hmm which is very unfortunate um very very unfortunate but like oh yeah on it's on my wish list but I'm trying to I'm trying to be a teacher you know mm-hmm. you like think of the children <laughs> <laughs> um but like oh my god there's there's so many things to talk about with like sex toy stuff like there's and there's also so many kinds of like new ingenious sex toy technology that I haven't even like gotten to try yet um but like one toy that I'm really interested in it's called the love hammer h-a-m-m-a and it is a vibrator and I think one end thrusts Mm-hmm. but it is in the shape of a hammer full size hammer whoa whoa yeah That's wild one that i saw that i was intrigued by and honestly your bull riding story reminded me of it hobbs <laughs> um it's like a mat i'm sure you've seen this because thongaria has posted about it before it's like a mat with a little, like a very small little like bump in the mat, but it's like a smooth sort of like mountain. You can put it like on the arm of your couch or something and just like sit on it and like rub against it. And you can, it can vibrate as well. I was like, that's excellent. <laughs> put that in the cart right now. Oh my God. Do, do y'all? Do y'all know what a Sibian is? No. No. No? Okay. A Sibian is a specific kind of... uh, How would I describe it? So it's kind of like... 
uh sad saddle it's like something that you you straddle and are upright on and there are different attachments for like a dildo moment and it is a very very powerful vibrator again this is a tool that you have to plug into the wall and um there's a couple different versions of it and they cost like a thousand dollars to five thousand dollars that's like some real like dedicated sex dungeon shit um i would love to own one or try one that's like one of my ultimate dreams and actually like one of like the first ever like i only started watching porn regularly probably in like the last couple of years but like one of the videos where i was like oh i am enjoying watching this content was like cute girl having the time of her life on a Sibian and then there's this other video which is like there there's like some dudes at the beach and they have a Sibian and they're just like inviting girls to like get on it in public which is also cute <laughs> oh, ultimate sex toy fantasies wow. well Reese had a good question too like is there any toy that you only use for you and no one else <sighs> Oh, that's a good question. Um, like, I guess no. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be willing to share any any of my toys with other people. Um, but like, that's also like a comfort thing. Like, but also if um, there's there's health and safety when you're sharing toys with other people so like if I peg someone with a dildo and I don't have a condom on it I'll I'll just make sure to like boil it for five minutes before I use it or anyone else uses it um sometimes just like sometimes throwing condoms on toys kind of just makes things quicker Mm -hmm. um in terms of like cleanup and like switching between people so like that's a good option um yeah I don't think I have any toys that I only I would be willing to share them all or let anyone use any of them on me as well what about emotional attachments like do you have with your with your toys right is it like you use this toy with this one partner so much that it's like that's that person's toy or like you have an association with them with that toy or something like that Mm -hmm. and so there's like an emotional sort of attachment where you're like I don't know if I can it's like you know when you like have that part that you always went for a walk on like with this person like every morning and then you guys break up and you're like I go back to that part (laughs) I know exactly what you mean, but no, not at all. Wow. My, my toys are like, they're mine. Like they're for me. Mm. I guess it's like, but that said, like I have, I have a couple of dildos that are on the smaller side, um, that I have bought specifically like for pegging or at least the pegging warm up. Um, so like in that way, like I, like, I don't use them on myself as much because I prefer more girth than that, but no, my sex toys are for me. I use whatever the fuck I want. Um, (laughs) I totally, I totally know like 
what you're saying though about mm. the emotional attachment I'm more like I guess yeah I'm not emotionally attached to any of them but if like this is my favorite vibe um it's a bullet it's on the it's on the larger side of the bullet uh family it's light blue for the listeners at home this is the i think it's called the fem fun ultra bullet booster <laughs> and uh, this is like a more advanced version of the vibrator that i used to have which was was fucking great it lasted me years and then it died because it got a lot of use <laughs> um and i was like i it, this is like an 80 dollar vibrator it's small but it is very high quality um so i guess i'm emotionally attached to it and then i'm like that bitch always gets the job done like if it died i would i would get another i would get another one of the same kind mm-hmm. wow does it have a name no i don't name them okay. okay which is interesting because i name all of my wigs <laughs> I uh I own like I can't even remember the number nine or ten wigs um and I name all of them but I don't I don't name my sex toys hmm. I just I guess I think of them as like tools mm-hmm. right you know you you know their names like really well like I showed you one of my new dildos the other day and you're like oh yeah that's the blah 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 from fun factory and I was like <laughs> the fuck bitch (laughs) yeah yeah I yeah I I mean but also like I I distinctly remember the name of my favorite that I recommend to other people right Um, and also like the boss like how could I forget the boss (laughs) right I feel like one of your hobbies too is just like scrolling on spectrum boutique (laughs) like window shopping but on your phone yeah, I think it's like kind of hot to read sex toy reviews. Oh. I mean, people get you... steamy on them. Yeah. They get steamy because they're like, I just have to explain why this impacted me the way that it did in this way. Yes. They do not hold back on any details. I love it. Mm-hmm. Noted. Wow. Well. <clears throat> Hobbs, do you have any other last dying questions before we move on to coffee and cologne? No, let's do it. Let's all right. It. So coffee and cologne, all about unnecessarily gendered items that we encounter in the world. We already heard about this hyper gendered language that's used in sex toy terminology. Um, but do either of y'all have anything else that's come up lately for you that you're like, why the fuck? Ab- absolutely. As soon as my coworker pointed it out, I was like, I'm sick of this shit on an uncle's mm. What's up with that. Why can't I just be your older family member <laughs> and you're my younger family member? Why do we have to add a gender to that? Like why it just adds to this like a level of like how the relationship needs to be or look or like whatever the fuck. And I'm like, I feel like for different people, it's just sometimes, yeah, you really get that like uncle energy and others. It's like, even though I'm older than you, like, I just, I feel like you're my cousin or something. 
you know, like that lesser sense of like responsibility. I think we should lean into that. My mm-hmm. cousin has said that like they call me or she calls me like her nibbling, which is like a more like neutral family member word, which is fine. You know, it's cool. But I want more stuff about that or just more terminology to explore those relationships. I hear that. Totally. Mm-hmm. We need more words, people. This is the theme. We yes. should start brainstorming. Quite often. <laughs> Quite often. I like drunkle hops though. I think yes. that really encapsulates my relationship. Yeah, for Young real. I mean, fun ambassador, Drunkle Hobbs. I feel like we're we're building the rapport. Yeah, give us some time. <laughs> Hobbs, you kind of just have like uncle energy in general. Thank you so much. <laughs> like you, how how do I explain that? It's like because you have you, you come across as like wise. Like, I would, like, if you gave me advice on something, like, I would trust that advice. You know what I mean? Oh. But you're, so it's, like, you ha- you have this, like, you seem wise, you're nurturing, but also, like, you're not, like, too serious. Like, right. you're, you're, right. you're the drunkle who's, like, okay, here's a, here's a beer. Drink it fast. Don't let them see you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for seeing me. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's funny. Hopper, do you have one besides? I do. Um, I do. Yeah. I used to work at a jewelry store, as you know. Um, And it was like, it was a fine jewelry store. So we were talking like 14 karat gold, like diamonds and shit. Um, It was a, it was a fun gig, but obviously our clientele was a lot of like older, rich people, mostly white. Um, And like people would specifically get so hung up about gendering jewelry, especially rings. And I'm like all the material, like, and literally the only like difference, like there's no difference. Like they, we had, we would have a couple of rings in the case with like the wedding stuff. And then um, if someone picked it out and then they'd be like, oh wait, is this a men's ring? And I'm like, if you like it, does it matter, bitch? Right. Like a diamond is a motherfucking diamond. And then also when like straight couples would come into the store and the husband needed like a wedding band, they'd all be like, the the wife would always be like, babe, do you want any, do you want a little bit of sparkle? And he'd be like, no, no sparkle. I need a black tungsten ring that if I get, If I get injured, that ring will take my fucking finger off. That is the kind of wedding band I want because I'm macho. I'm mass. I'm a man. I need a man's ring. Anyways, there is like, yeah, in the jewelry industry, there's like so much weird gender shit that's so unnecessary. Like their fingers, literally like (laughs) her fingers, like. I'm, I'm just saying, like, even with clothing, like with clothing, it kind of makes sense to have a different sizing system because like a lot of bodies are different. Right. But fucking fingers. It's a circle. It's just, <laughs> ring is just a circle. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Wedding rings and jewelry. 
and stuff. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's so tracks. I feel like men's jewelry too is just like unnecessarily like automatically either too chunky in like just like this huge like, oh, like so chunky or so it's like chunky. a fucking like gun <laughs> like a gun stud i'm like what the fuck man or a lock or like just a brick they're like what the fuck dude like yeah it would be nice if they just broadened up the whole thing and just like yo like i will actually i want to plug a jewelry company um they're based in new york they're called atomic gold and it is queer poc run um, oh, say. yeah queer poc run and they they don't do that gendering shit with their jewelry the sizing is super inclusive as a fat bitch with fat fingers like if i go on a jewelry website and they're like our rings only go up to a size eight i'm like fuck you <laughs> um and also another great thing about that company is that they don't um if you need like a bigger size of ring they don't charge you extra for that, which is very unusual. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, Atomic Gold, affordable, fine jewelry, sustainably sourced, queer owned. Love that business. Yes. Amazing. I keep getting ads for them. It makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking with the accessory theme. Um, <laughs> I have been looking for some new specs. And I feel like you and I talked about this recently, Hopper, where it's like some people need really big glasses and some people need small glasses, but like, just why are glasses gendered? Like, it's literally a thing that helps us see. Yeah, it's It's the same thing. The only difference should be like the sizing of it, because that's my thing. Like, I need big ass glasses because I got a big ass face. Um, right. So like if anyone has some good, like non-binary glasses, non-binary please, glasses, please send them to me. Warby Parker, you're not doing enough. That's <laughs> that's from you. That's the next queer business innovation. Non-binary glasses. Absolutely. It has to exist and I need it in my life because yeah listen like trying to navigate through not only all the different types of glasses and shapes and shit and trying to figure out what looks good on my face but then it's like I have to go through all of this type of shape in both the men's and the women's sections of the site I'm like what the fuck am I doing (laughs) it's absurd and also like all the like for people who need small glasses all the like the small glasses, women's glasses are so ugly. They're like, the metal is purple and iridescent and there's a little butterfly in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who wants that? Right. You're like, is this for a person? Right. Is, is this, this for players? Right. Is this for a child or an adult? Question mark. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Um, Damn. We have so far to go. Truly. <laughs> Are the prices different? Do y'all notice the price difference in these things too? Is it still the pink tax? Hmm. I I haven't. Uh, I haven't well, in jewelry, glasses. In, in jewelry, jewelry yes, okay. definitely in jewelry. Um, yeah. Like, how much does a like quote unquote women's like wedding ring cost 
versus like of the same caliber, like a quote unquote men's wedding ring? Well, that's a tricky question to answer because like when I worked at the jewelry store, people would come in. uh, We also did a lot of custom stuff. People would come in and be like, I have to spend less than a thousand dollars on this ring. And other people will come at like this. Oh my God. This one day, this dude came in like such a like macho dude, bro. He was wearing an Amazon uh, polo shirt. Like he worked for Amazon and he was wearing an Amazon. <laughs> like anyways. And so he walks in like Amazon like, corporate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> and he comes in and he's like, he's like, Yeah. Uh, I just want a solitaire ring. So that literally is just a ring with one diamond on it, which I think is terribly boring. Usually <laughs> um, I have a lot of jewelry opinions, honestly, but, and so the, the actual jeweler was talking to him and the jeweler was like, okay, like, what are you looking to spend on the stone? And he was like about 20, 20, thousand no dollars yes Shut he, up. he spent yeah i i saw i saw the diamond that he spent twenty thousand dollars on yeah could it even be sustained like on the band with how big it had to be 20 fucking k that's a big rock yeah. i was... feel like it doesn't actually have to be that big because what i learned about diamonds because i went shopping for my dad's girlfriend's fiance's engagement ring with him What I found out about it is that there are a bunch of different qualities of a diamond that are. Can I tell you what they are? (laughs) Yes, please. You tell it better. (laughs) They're the five C's. Let's see if I can remember them all. We have cut, which has to do with both like the shape. Uh, We think of round diamonds, but there are also pear shaped diamonds. I like pear shaped. There are trillion diamonds. There are emerald cut. There are ovals. Like there's so many different kinds. Um, so that will affect the price. Generally, round diamonds, perfectly round, circular, and emerald cut are the most expensive. Um, but so there's cut, there's clarity, which has to do with if you look at a natural diamond under a microscope, um, you will see little spots of carbon and just like natural, we call them inclusions. They're kind of like imperfections, but they're called inclusions in the rock because it's a rock from the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So there's cut, clarity, color. Um, Diamonds are, have a color grade. It it goes uh, alphabetically from D, D for diamond, I guess, D to Z down the alphabet and Mm. so if you have a degraded diamond um that is the most clear colorless colorless diamond you can get um and when when we're talking about color uh if diamond if a diamond has a lower color grade that means it has a slight yellow tint to it Mm -hmm. uh cut color clarity carrot Mm -hmm. carrots just the size the weight of the rock cut uh i always forget the last one maybe it's the four c i don't know cut clarity color uh carrot mm-hmm. yeah diamonds um they're a scam it's listen the thing is is that what i realized when we were shopping is you can't tell any of these things until you put something another diamond beside it 
And then it's like, see how this one is slightly yellow and this one is more clear. Like that's why you're paying an extra $2,000 for it. And I was just like, dude, when is she ever going to be beside another diamond? Like you're not going to be able to tell, but whatever, this bitch still spent like 10 K on this ring. So (laughs) here we are. Yeah. Anyways. So no answer to my question. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your question? Like how much of a price discrepancy is there in jewelry between? Well, okay. So, um, a part of it is that also very few men opt to get diamonds. So that just like generally is going to cut the price down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't get any stones and, uh, I guess it depends on the process and the source because sometimes you're really just paying for the weight of the metal and men's rings. Like you said, they tend to be chunkier and heavier weight. Um, but like, especially like when browsing rings online, I've noticed that the markup, the jewelry markup, I do think it tends to be a little lower in men's jewelry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the pink yeah. tag strikes again, for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it, people. Aunts and uncles, we need some new language there. We need some less less gendered options for our jewelry, our glasses, everything really. So let's make it happen. Um, Amazing. I'm so glad you came on the pod hopper. Where can, Oh my God. Oh, before we forget the big three. Yes. What, what are your astrological signs, your big three and how do you relate to them? Uh Oh, love that question. Um, my son is a Leo. I am a Leo, which I highly resonate with. I am bold and loud and confident and extroverted and pretty fucking delightful. If I do say so myself, um, <laughs> Leo shit to ever come out of your mouth. So I highly resonate with my sun sign. I also highly resonate with my moon sign, which is in cancer. Mm. of all the of all my placements I actually have the most cancer in my whole chart um and so I resonate with that because the moon your moon placement is kind of how you internally process things and your emotions and obviously the cancer stereotype is that they are like emotional and sensitive and I've been especially in the last couple of years just kind of like working on myself I've been trying to like feel my feelings, trust my feelings, work through them and kind of like embrace like my sensitivity. Like I was always like, I'm tough. I'm not sensitive. And now I'm like, I'm a sensitive baby. And if you hurt my feelings, I will tell you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I'm just a very emotional person. So I resonate with that. And then my rising is Virgo, which is the same as Lynn's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rising Virgo. <laughs> and, um, so that's kind of like how you come across to the world. And, uh, so I, I don't resonate with that placement as much, but then I find myself doing things like <laughs> when me and that guy broke up yesterday before we like actually talked about it, 
I wrote in my journal a game plan. I like wrote it out. I was like, okay, if he breaks up with me and he's nice, this is what I'm going to say. If he breaks up with me and he's mean, this is what he's, this is what I'm going to say. If he wants to stay with me and he's nice, this is what I'll say. If he wants to stay with me, but he's a dick, this is what I'll say. Uh, I just like to feel prepared. Like I love to write a list. I love a diagram. Um, so I think that's kind of like, I can come across as seeming kind of like intense and type a, um, but I guess I don't resonate with it because Virgos are supposed to be organized and I am not very organized. (laughs) My shit is never together as we speak. My shit is not together, but (laughs) All right, that's my big three. Yeah, thank you for asking. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Where can people follow you on any platform? Um, I am the most accessible on Instagram. My handle is homemade sin. That's homemade dot sin. Um, I should make another Instagram account. My account has all. I post memes. I post photos and videos of me doing stand-up comedy we didn't even get to talk about that but maybe another day yes. um and there's art stuff and there's art education stuff um yeah one-stop shop homemade sin mm. on insta you heard Love it in it. here first <laughs>